Bitcoin mining uses a lot of computing power and energy, and it's often framed as some evil entity destroying the environment. A classic was, Bitcoin is boiling the oceans. And in the words of Brandon Quidham, quoted him quite a few times this series, Bitcoin mining is everything you don't know about energy combined with everything you don't know about Bitcoin. These mainstream articles attacking Bitcoin's energy consumption, they're so surface level and they're riddled with false assumptions. It's just like, it, it's like headline browsing. You know, you, you read a headline and you say, hey, um, Bitcoin is using this much energy and it's, and it's growing at this rate and that means it's gonna, you know, engulf the world in a few years. I mean, that was literally what happened actually. The World Economic Forum in 2017, they predicted that by 2020, Bitcoin would consume more power than the entire world produces. And by 2020, Bitcoin's energy use was 0.15% of global energy consumption. I mean, I just want to, I'm, I'm obviously cherry picking here, but I, I want to show the like data, the level of data integrity and modeling and understanding of this complex system that, that is being used in some of these headlines. And I'm really, I, I'm actually gonna, I'm really gonna try, I'm gonna try to keep this episode on the shorter side because there are just so many high quality resources available on the topic. You can find some of my favorites in the description and they really, you know, deep dive into the nuances of, you know, why people, you know, bring this up as a problem with Bitcoin mining and why it's not actually a problem. And, uh, there's only so much I can do, you know, only so much justice I can do to those very nuanced scenarios. So highly recommending you check out the notes section of this one. But Bitcoin mining, so we, we mentioned this earlier, right? This is the mechanism in which new transactions are published to the time chain, right? To the ledger, to the list of transactions, the, the Bitcoin database. Bitcoin mining is how new transactions are published to the Bitcoin, um, uh, uh, to, to the time chain. And this requires a lot of processing power and a lot of energy. But here are some things we need to know about mining, okay, to make sure that we're on the same page moving forward. So we've mentioned this before as well, but regardless of how many Bitcoin miners are on the network, the same amount of Bitcoin is being mined. And so these, these pub, these, uh, this new block of transactions are published to the time chain about every 10 minutes. So about every 10 minutes, uh, a, a Bitcoin miner um, solves, the, solve, solves this puzzle and is given access to publish a new batch of transactions to the, to, to the network. So that happens every 10 minutes. And when they do publish those new transactions, they're rewarded with Bitcoin, right? They're, the network gives them a reward of Bitcoin. And right now it's, it's about 6.25 Bitcoin. So about 6.25 Bitcoin are mined every 10 minutes. 
approximately when a new batch of transactions, a new batch of Bitcoin transactions are published, published to the network. So that's one thing, right? Second thing is that the biggest differentiator between Bitcoin miners, you know, they're all competing with each other to be the, the one to publish the next batch of transactions to the network and earn the Bitcoin, that mining reward. So they're all competing with each other. And the biggest differentiator between them competing with each other is their electricity cost. Okay, they're all, you know, if we assume they're all, you know, using the, the same amount of processing power, the, the difference then becomes their cost. Um, and, and I don't think that's a, a wild as, a, assumption. You know, these are pretty standardized machines. And so, you know, obviously the scale of, of Bitcoin mining facilities differ, but, you know, there are only a, a few different machines. And so the, the, the processing power and efficiency of these machines are in the same ballpark. So the, the big differentiator is the electricity cost. You know, how are these people paying for their, you know, energy and electricity in order to um, in order to to mine Bitcoin? And the third thing to note about Bitcoin mining is that this is the first time that energy can be utilized anywhere on the planet as long as there's an Internet connection. All that you need is an Internet connection to utilize energy. You know, that's very different from from history where. You know, every, uh, uh, you know, every civilization was built around, you know, an, an energy hub, you know, think of like mill towns, right? And so, you know, you had a energy, you know, an, an energy hub that you could use for, you know, making work easier. And then civilization, you know, was built around there but you couldn't really use the energy that was, you know, a few miles away from the civilization because it was, it, you, you couldn't transport it. And, um, you know, maybe people didn't want to live there. You know, you would have to, in order to, you know, jumpstart a new energy operation, you need, a, you need people willing to, to live there and, and participate in that economy. So, Right here, here are the three things. Again, right? It's the same amount of Bitcoin that's mined every 10 minutes, no matter how many Bitcoiners are on the network. Number two, the main differentiator between these Bitcoin miners competing with each other are their electricity cost. And number three, this is the first time that energy can be utilized anywhere. You know, you don't need a population center to to grow around it but you can utilize energy anywhere as long as you have an internet connection so let's let's make up a hypothetical bitcoin network here okay so let's say we have a bitcoin network and let's say that um there are you know there's one miner on the network and and they're mining with coal okay they're using coal-powered electricity in order to mine Bitcoin, right? And so, you know, they're, they're polluting the environment, they're, you know, um, emitting carbon dioxide. 
and because their their electricity that they're using is powered by coal okay what happens is i mean if it's just one miner on the network they're getting you know the entire block reward they're getting the entire 6.25 bitcoin every 10 minutes all right and so what happens is is more miners join the network um as, as long as they're profitable. So, so say that, that that single miner that was there, you know, um, say that they were, uh, they were earning, you know, 6.25 Bitcoin every 10 minutes and they only had to spend one Bitcoin to pay for their energy every two minutes. So that means they're making 5.25 Bitcoin profit every 10 minutes. And as long as they're making a profit there, then it encourages other people to start mining because people say, hey, I, I want to start mining. Uh, I didn't know we could, you know, I could just join this open network and be, you know, profiting 5.25 Bitcoin every 10 minutes, right? And so let's say that, that, that you know, all these coal miners, they they join the network and, and each time someone joins, right, the the there's still only 6.25 bitcoin released every 10 minutes and so you know over um and so it's it's this this isn't exactly how it works but let's say it's it's like proportionally distributed to everybody and so you know people kept new new bitcoin miners kept joining until they all hit break even right they were all they're all paying for their expensive coal energy with um, they're all paying um, uh, they're all paying for their electricity with this expensive coal energy and they're earning just amount of Bitcoin from every 10 minutes from the block reward just enough Bitcoin to cover their costs so they're not making money they're not losing money um, they're just running the the Bitcoin mining network okay what happens is is now nobody's making money but as soon as someone um, begins mining with cheaper electricity they get an advantage so let's say one of those coal miners what if they stop using expensive coal to uh, expensive coal powered electricity to power their bitcoin mine and they start using uh, a cheaper form of electricity like oil okay and so now one you know um one of the 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 coal miners swapped to using oil powered electricity which is cheaper and now they're making a profit while everyone else is still stagnated you know or you know we could change it up let's say that they didn't change let's say someone new entered the bitcoin mining game and they powered with cheaper oil-powered electricity and so what happens right when someone else joins the the proportional amount of bitcoin that's rewarded 10 minutes is lowered for everybody there's a new person joining the network and now the the, the bitcoin every 10 minutes is split up among more people so each person is getting less right and now all the people who were mining with coal and they were just breaking even now they're not even getting enough bitcoin to cover their expenses right but the but the new entrant who joined with 
you know, oil-powered electricity instead of coal-powered electricity, their electricity costs are lower, and so they're actually making a profit, right? And so what happens is everybody mining with coal, they either need to leave or they need to switch to cheaper energy like oil, you know, which is also emits less carbon dioxide, right? And so eventually everybody is mining with oil, you know, maybe, maybe none of the incumbents who were mining with coal, maybe none of them, you know, decide to switch to oil, but then new people can join the network and be powered with electricity from oil and they can all be profitable because their electricity is cheaper while everybody using coal-powered electricity goes from, you know, breaking even to mining at a loss to mining at a greater loss and you can only do that so long before you go out of business. And so this phenomenon I'm, I'm trying to explain here shows that that the Bitcoin miners, they, they always gravitate towards the cheapest cost energy. This cycle keeps shifting from coal to, to oil to natural gas, you know, every time getting to cheaper and cheaper energy sources, right? From natural gas to geothermal and hydro, solar, electric, I'm not, you know, sure, um, you know, what the exact order is for, you know, what the, what power sources there are cheapest. But the point is that, that nobody on the Bitcoin network is using, you know, dirty coal or something for an extended period of time. They will eventually get wiped out and outcompeted by miners that are using cheaper sources of energy. And the cheapest sources of energy are renewable sources of energy. You know, did you know that two thirds of the world's energy is either stranded or waste energy? That means that it's energy that's that's unutilized, that that goes away, that you know, I mean, that we waste, you know, or that's stranded and 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 no one is able to access it. Look, with, with Bitcoin mining, having the lowest energy cost is the most important thing. And so Bitcoin miners, they gravitate, they're not using coal blocks. You know, it's expensive to operate a coal plant and to use that to mine electricity. No, uh, or to, to power electricity and use that to mine Bitcoin. No, Bitcoin miners are utilizing, they are so uh, uh, adaptable that they're the ones utilizing the two thirds of the world's energy that's wasted or stranded. Here, let me give you an example. Let's look at solar farms, okay? So one issue with solar is that the sun shines the most at noon when the energy use is the lowest, right? And when the sun starts to go away in the evening time, you know, after the conventional workday, that's when everyone gets home and powers up, you know, their, their oven and their TV and computer. And that's when energy use spikes. So it's this uh, um, 
interesting situation. I think it's called the duck curve with solar energy where at noontime, the sun shines the most and energy uses the least. Whereas in the evening, the sun starts to go away, but the energy use spikes up. And so there's this huge delta, this huge difference between the energy use and the energy need. And so what often happens is these solar facilities, they're vastly overbuilt because they need to make sure that, that when, when the sun is shining the dimmest, you know, that, uh, that they're still meeting the energy needs of, um, of whoever's using that power, right? But that, you know, if they overbuild that facility, that just creates an even more, you know, an even bigger difference around noontime when we're creating so much energy and like none of it's being used, right? And energy is expensive to transport. It's really expensive to store. You know, there are only so many solutions you can do there. And so a lot of that energy is wasted, right? Two thirds of the world energy are is, is waste or stranded energy. I mean, I guess stranded energy gets wasted eventually, right? And so this is where Bitcoin miners come in is, you know, no matter what, 24 seven, 365, uh, anytime, Bitcoiners are willing to buy your energy. You know, as long as, as you're willing to sell it on the cheap, Bitcoin will buy the energy. And so for all these, you know, electrical facilities, either all their energy, you know, at noontime could go to waste or Bitcoin miners could buy it, you know, at a, at a large discount. And so Bitcoin miners kind of operate as like a buyer of last resort for energy. And it makes these renewable energy facilities incredibly more profitable because originally, you know, you had all this energy going to waste and no revenue, you know, whereas when Bitcoin miners step in, you're still creating the same amount of revenue or you're still creating the same amount of energy, you know, your costs don't go up at all, but instead you get so much more revenue from all your you know, energy that would otherwise be wasted, it becomes utilized, right? And um, and that's not a very common scenario because uh, solar usually isn't isn't the only thing used to power your grid. Usually, there's like a base load of of natural gas or or something where. Um, you know, you have that base load of natural gas, so you're always creating, you know, a certain amount of energy for people to use, and then you use solar on top of it. Uh, and, and there's that same, um, you know, there's that same shape, that same duck curve, where at noon there's a lot of excess, and, and in, at nighttime, you know, you, you start to get um, squeezed for energy a bit, uh, but it just raises the you, you, you know, the, the uh, base amount of production. But even, even in that situation, what one thing people don't realize is that it's really difficult to, you know, ramp up or ramp down your, nat your natural gas production in accordance with, with the um, needs of, you know, your, you know, whoever's buying your power. It's not easy to, 
you know, just scale up your natural gas at noon, or uh, I mean, scale it down at noon and scale it up at night. And so uh, even in those cases, you know, what's so much easier for these power facilities is instead of, you know, having an adaptable supply, right? Instead of having, not even adapt, yeah, instead of having a predictable supply, because the, it, they just need to keep that natural gas base load going. And then, you know, they'll see how much the sun shines or they'll see how much the wind blows with wind turbines, right? And, but, but what's really easy for them is to um, match the demand. And so Bitcoin miners, they come in to these, you know, uh, uh, you know, and help bootstrap these renewable energy facilities. And they say, hey, I will buy your, I will be the best customer you want. I will buy your energy whenever you want. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll get turned on when you want. I'll get turned off when you want. I will match your energy supply. Just give me the cheapest power you can, right? Because the Bitcoin miners, they need to stay competitive in, in the Bitcoin environment, that, right, that we kind of simulated earlier, where the cheapest Bitcoin miner, um, the, the, the Bitcoin miner that's powered with the cheapest energy, those are the only ones that can stay in business. And so, you know, it's, it's like a really fortunate situation here between Bitcoin miners and renewable energy facilities where, you know, the Bitcoin miners are able to act as like a pseudo battery where they're able to soak up all the excess demand and they're able to power down when when the supply is squeezed. And so all of this energy, you know, in these renewable energy facilities, first of all, it would otherwise be wasted. Right? And so this idea that Bitcoin is stealing energy that, that would, you know, this renewable energy that would otherwise be used by the civilization. No, this is energy that would, it would be wasted. It would have gone to nobody. Right? So first of all, Bitcoin isn't taking away energy from, from, um, from someone else. And second of all, Bitcoin is making these renewable energy facilities vastly more profitable. You know, Bitcoin miners are these facilities' dream customer. You, you know, who will literally buy energy exactly when you want them to buy energy. And so with more profitable renewable energy facilities, okay, that means that there's a bigger return on investors. There's more investment in the industry. There's more research and development into... Um, into, you know, more efficient renewable energy. There's more building for new renewable energy facilities. And so this, this idea that, that Bitcoin is at ends, you know, with, with the environment, I think is absolutely ludicrous. And another thing to note here is how energy, how, how many energy sources around the world are completely underutilized right because electricity is is really difficult to transport and so it doesn't make sense 
to build you know, a power generator next to, you know, some hydro or, or geothermal source if, if there aren't enough people that are willing to, to move to that area and be consistent buyers of the electricity, right? But this is where Bitcoin comes in. If you find a cheap source of power, Bitcoin doesn't care. As long as you got an internet connection, Bitcoin will come to buy that energy for you. And so, and, and this is really expanded in um, one of Brandon Quidham's pieces that are that are linked here uh, about comparing Bitcoin to a pioneer species and talks about how Bitcoin is bootstrapping all of these new energy sources that were that were not feasible. And so there's, you know, quite the contrary to this idea that there's an energy shortage and everyone needs to, you know, take cold um, uh, you know, stop using hot water and, and, you know, stop driving your car. And, you know, Bitcoin actually shows us how we could really upgrade our energy use as a civilization. We could harness all of these stranded pockets of energy that, that were, you know, completely written off. And we can bootstrap these into new energy hubs through Bitcoin mining. You know, I'm not sure where this quote comes from. I'd love to give credit to to the the uh, original source, but I think this helps illustrate the real revolutionary discovery we have in terms of of energy and you know how this, you know, this magic internet money, it could truly revolutionize our energy grid. Change how we think about energy, you know, since the beginning of our civilization. You know, we've always just created energy hubs right next to um, uh, right next to civilization and created these you know gigantic metropolis you know everybody needs to be close-knit together in these big towns but now we can create um, we can create all these separate energy hubs all around the world you know and decentralize the grid uh, okay, but here's the quote I was just referencing. Someone said that Bitcoin mining will do for energy what video streaming did for bandwidth. You know, think about that, how, you know, not long ago, we didn't have that much bandwidth through the internet. But once everyone, you know, once hundreds of millions of people were all tuning into Netflix, you know, each night or watching YouTube videos, you know, the we... we increased our throughput, you know, in order to accommodate all of that. And we increased our infrastructure. This is the same thing. Bitcoin can be the solution to our, you know, energy shortages, where Bitcoin will actually make it profitable for anybody to, you know, bootstrap an energy hub. And thus, we're not all relying on these centralized, gigantic power plants where, you know, if if something goes wrong there, you know, I don't know what tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people lose power, you know, people without a generator like um, it, it can get dangerous. Right. So there are many there are many quips in the headlines about about Bitcoin mining and um Again, they're they're really surface level and, and not seeing the bigger picture here. I haven't really found any that 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 had you know substan uh, substantial 
claims against Bitcoin or something that I hadn't seen addressed. Um, so again, I really re recommend checking out those uh, resources in this episode. Uh, they are some very high quality work. So I hope I kind of explained how, you know, the, the dynamics here are that the only long-term Bitcoin miners are those that are utilizing otherwise stranded or wasted energy. That's just the competitive nature of how Bitcoin mining works. And I mean, really, this could be, this could be, you know, some insane innovation you know we didn't expect you know we came for the magic internet money and didn't expect it to transform our energy grids you know we're already seeing this in texas which has been really receptive to bitcoin mining uh and it's being completely integrated with all of these power companies so we'll see uh i'm really excited about the future of, of bitcoin mining and energy and let's see how it plays out.